Hey, hey, and welcome to the Tara Malil Show. Here is where we have incredible interviews and conversations with powerful, ambitious, and highly successful women. We hear about the start of their journey, how they got to where they are now, what were some of their biggest successes and most epic failures. And they also help share their expertise and tips for you to practically implement to help you along your entrepreneurial journey as well. Don't forget, we are here for you. So if you have questions that you want answered, please write in to tara at taramalel.com and we will make sure we get the best experts to answer those questions for you. We do that every Friday. Now, stay tuned. We have epic stories coming up. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Tara Malil Show. I am so honored to have Kate Skolnick with us. Kate specializes in helping people build their businesses on Facebook, starting from zero and without spending a cent on advertising, which is super cool. You're going to want to stay and listen to her awesome tips at the end. Kate has a unique ability to take the complex and make it simple, which is something we all really need right now. And she's passionate about social media. Today in her business, um, which is saying social media, <laughs> I wanted to get the name right. Today, she focuses on helping other business owners being in business using social media by teaching the exact strategy she uses in her agency. Hi, Kate. Hi, Tara. How are you doing? I am good. And I'm excited. I haven't spoken to anyone specifically about social media just yet. So I'm really excited to have this conversation because I know it's something that's still kind of like it's new and it's not new at the same time. You know, it hasn't really been around for that long. I mean, I didn't use it much at all and didn't really see the point of it back in my first business. We're talking, you know, just over a decade ago. So not that long ago, but knowing how popular, how prevalent it is now, I still see business owners who are really underutilizing this. Is that yep. what you found? Yes. And, and it's partly that it's, it's confusing and overwhelming. Mm. And um, people, unfortunately, this, I kind of liken it in some ways to, to flooring. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you know, um, no one, we all kind of think that we can, we can do our marketing ourselves. And mm -hmm. a lot of the time we have to in the beginning. I get that. Yeah. So we, but we think it's marketing and we can just do it. But no one would walk in and look at a parquetry floor and go, oh, that looks good. I think I'll give that a crack at the weekend. Mm -hmm. you know, like, <laughs> some people, if they're handy, they might lay a floating timber floor or something. But most of us wouldn't go for parquetry. And the thing is that doing it, it is kind of like parquetry in that um, when it's done well, it can be beautiful and in the right setting and it's appropriate. But you know, it's just not as easy as it looks. And like mm. most things, you know, ballet, gymnastics, the professionals make it look easy. And so we kind of think that we can do it, but it's actually quite hard to do it well and effectively. 
And there are so many moving parts to it as well. Like we kind of sum it up and put it in one big lump sum as marketing. But I mean, today, again, we're going specific, we're talking social media. You could even niche that down even more to specific platforms as well. Like you said, you really focus on um, Facebook. And I know there are people who just focus on LinkedIn. You know, so there's so many moving parts. And then there's the graphic design and then there's the branding and then there's the content marketing. Like marketing is such a huge, umbrella and I mean I think I think I've got my head around the or the general gist of it but there's no way I would say that I was a marketer ever it's just you know and I learned that the hard way from my first business that I really suck at marketing (laughs) I really suck and I'm having to admit that it's just not my jam um and I think you're right I really like your analogy that's that's so true you get a specialist in I don't think you suck at marketing from what I've seen you do you do really well the other thing that I have learned and this is what a lot of people don't realize is that it is a lot harder to market your own business than it is to market someone else's. It is yes. so much easier to look at someone else's. That's why, you know, they have these warm-up activities at networking where they'll go, you know, Tara, you introduce Kate and Kate, you introduce Tara. And I go, mm. oh, Tara's fabulous at this, this and this. But who wants to sort of say, oh, I'm pretty good at this kind of stuff? <laughs> yes, yeah, that is so true. That's so true. And we get um, lost in our own biases in our own business because we're so in it and we just take so much for granted. Like, oh, don't, doesn't everyone know that this is just what I do? And it's like, no, it's not that obvious. So you've got to really simplify it almost like, not dumb it down, but really bring it back to its grassroots, your message to get it out there. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's huge. So let's go back a little bit. So right now, say in social media, you specialize in social media marketing, but I want to know how did you get here? So what were you doing before? And then what led you to your own business? Yeah, so I, um, look, I had I had various different careers when I was working a, a real job. Um, <laughs> Air quotes, real job, yeah, yeah. <laughs> being paid by somebody else kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then eventually I became a life coach, which, I mean, look, these days, seems like every second person is a life coach, right? Absolutely, so yeah. I became a life coach and I was going, okay, I'm starting this coaching business. I love coaching people. The program that I did had a lot of, you had to do like 140 hours of coaching and I just loved it. Um, so I started this coaching business doing parenting coaching because I had toddlers at the time. And so I was sort of dealing with toddler tantrums and all that sort of stuff. And I went, okay, I've got to learn how to market my business. So I did a bunch of courses. So I did uh, John Morrow's guest blogging um, course where I learned how to do, how to build my list with blogging. Um, mm. And I had, I built my list to like a thousand highly engaged people. I would write to them every week and they would write back to me. They were so sweet. They thought that, you know, I was writing directly to them. Amazing. Plain text. um, And they didn't, they're not an educated audience that would understand about autoresponders. So really sweet. So I was doing this and about a year into it, I'm doing this and I'm marketing it and I've got all these followers. I haven't sold anything. definition of a failed business isn't it? Right? So, <laughs> yeah. well, I'd been working three days a week with a business coach going 
okay, let's work three days a week with a business coach so I can see what a successful business coach does. Mm. Uh, and I was doing all of his content marketing, ghostwriting all of his blogs, writing all of his social, not doing any paid ads. And we would get people phoning him up going, hey, I've read your blogs. I've seen your content. I know you can help me. Where do I sign? Mm. And so wow. I'm going, well, I can do it for him and I can't do it for me. Meanwhile, I've got people saying, Kate, can you write my content? Can you do my social media? Asking the business manager, who does your social? And so I'm going, people are asking for this stuff and I'm trying to sell this stuff not terribly successful. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. I love helping people. Maybe I just need to change how I help people. So amazing I love that I love that especially as I mean I can relate I, de I did the life coaching thing and then I started dabbling going oh maybe I could do this parenting because I know myself as a parent I need a lot of help I know parents need and I did my first um, workshop at my kids daycare and it was the moment I loved presenting but it was being faced with like the the, the look of 40 desperate parents just like <laughs> what do I do and I just went yeah I don't think this is me <laughs> this really is tricky not my jam they want help but they you, you don't want to be telling people what to do no oh, yeah 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 it's challenging it's challenging which is what what kind of drew me to coaching anyway it, yeah. it's that idea of and I think similar to what you were saying it's like I want to help people and I think many people who are drawn to coaching of any kind they're there with the desire to help mm -hmm. but you realize that just telling someone do this this and this doesn't mean it's going to get done and then you've got the frustration of like well yeah I mean especially with business owners they're just so busy that's what I found they want it they need the help they want the help but it's like yeah can you just do that for yeah. me just yeah. do it like I don't want to learn it I've got too many other things to think yeah. about I just need someone to do it. So yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. And so what were you kind of loving? Because it's one thing that you go, oh, there's a need for this and I'm kind of good at this. But if you're not kind of loving it, then there's no point. So what is it for you, do you think, that really kind of hooked you to go, actually, I kind of love helping in this way? I love that I get to be creative and so I get to I get to create pretty pictures I get to create great videos for people I find that really fun I know some people wrestle with it uh, I love taking like even just a review that someone's got and turning it into a little video story I love that oh, nice. I, I love words I've discovered I sort of rediscovered my love of words when I did the blogging course because mm. when I was younger, I used to love writing and drawing and art. And I applied to art school, didn't get in <laughs> the end of <laughs> high school. And I just, I, I did have a secret desire, like a lot of people when I was younger, to want to write and be an author when I was, mm. when I was older. And I might still realise that. But the thing is, I, so I do, I do get to write, though. I do get to write. Writing a great caption and particularly writing, some businesses need short form copy and some need long form copy, like particularly coaching businesses, long form mm. copy and writing longer form and medium form copy, that can be an art in itself and doing it well, like it's not easy, but mm. I do mm. quite enjoy, I love that every day is a little bit different and yeah. I can solve problems. Um, so, and I, I just, yeah, I love making it easy for people. So awesome. there's lots, lots there to love. 
Yes, really. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, I think that's one thing that I've I've learned over my journey and from talking to heaps of people on this podcast is that you've got to really uh, attach yourself to the things that you love because let's face it, business is freaking hard, you know, and this and year has shown us that. <laughs> it also kind of made sense, you know, when, when you get to a point where you go, oh my God, if I do that, it kind of makes sense of so many things in my life. Like <laughs> when I went to uni, I, I started doing psychology and, um, and sociology and linguistics and I ended up cutting back to sociology. I did sociology and computer information systems. And wow. everyone goes, that is such a weird mix. And I get that it's a weird mix. But if that isn't a precursor to doing social media when you need a computer and you need to understand people. And it also, even the coaching side of things, I can go, okay, I really love people and learning what happens to help make them tick and how to help them make the right decisions. And so it brings all of that too. I love that. And you're absolutely right. And I think it's so funny you think, because back when you were studying a university, yet those things, because yeah, social media is still so new. So people have gone, that is mental. It doesn't make sense, which is why, but you know, the advice of like, just follow, what do you love? What interests you do that? Because you never know. You never know when it's going to come back and come in handy. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. It's like Steve Jobs sitting in on those calligraphy classes years ago, right? Yes. Yes, that's such a cool story. That's such a cool story. No, absolutely. And we can pull inspiration. I mean, that is the definition of innovation, right? Pulling two random things that that aren't new in and of themselves, but the combination of them makes it new, makes it innovation. Yes, super cool. So tell me then, because you've had this business for a number of years, so what are some of the challenges that sort of arose, maybe you weren't expecting it, but the challenges yeah. that have come up for you as a woman, as a, you know, a, so I know you've got a team now, but starting off, you're just there by yourself. So what were some of those challenges and, and how did you overcome them? So, so some of the personal ones are that my husband even now still hopes that I will wake up to myself and get a real job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've <laughs> had that one, yeah. Fantasizing about that ever since the beginning. I think he's come to the realization, well, actually, she seems to be making this work pretty well. <laughs> There's something but in this. I still this. think he secretly harbors that, that desire. He, he's a very risk averse and he kind of thinks, what if someone sues you one day? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. In the last couple of years, last year and this year have been very difficult personally. My, I have two teenage girls, 13 and 15. My 15-year-old last year was diagnosed with an eating disorder, anxiety, depression, self-harming. We were literally locking up the sharps, locking up the medicines every night. And this year, it uh, looks like we're making some progress. She's being diagnosed with ADHD and a whole bunch of possible um, ASD, Asperger's uh, Autism Syndrome, possible learning difficulties so we're still sort of fine tuning what that is but that has had personal challenges there have been days when I've just found something's happened and I've just gone I can't I can't I can't function I'm trying to focus and I just can't function Mm. and then there's the technical technical and and you know business challenges and Mm. I've got a doozy if you want to hear it yes please (laughs) always (laughs) So one Friday afternoon, it became apparent that I use this scheduling tool, okay, and I schedule in advance, and 
it, it was set up so that any, all of my clients, because one of the things with social media, when you hand it over to someone, it's kind of nerve wracking. You've got to have that. Mm. So one thing I do is I give all of my clients access to a dashboard where they can see exactly what's scheduled and, you know, they can look at it anytime. They can log in, just see their stuff. So this is my scheduler. And it was one of the first schedulers that was on the um, Facebook approved list. You know, they've okay. got a list of yes. products that, you know, they've approved. So it was on that list. Anyway, one Friday afternoon, it became apparent that no posts had gone out for the last 24 hours. I'm scheduled a month in advance and I started digging. I started going, well, hang on, what's, it's not just one of the accounts. It's not just an anomaly. It's not just that I need to rehook up an account. And I started digging and I went, oh no. Facebook had pulled their API. Oh. All of a sudden. And so I went to, I'm not going to mention the name of the business. It's rebranded. It's got through all this kind of, you know, but it was on the Facebook approved. So basically I hadn't done anything wrong, but none of my content was, in fact, not only was it not going out, but everything that I had ever scheduled and posted with that scheduler had disappeared off Facebook. And one of the clients I was working with had a competition and with a Facebook post and we had like 130 comments and we were trying to allocate a winner. And that's how I found out it's disappeared. She contacted me and said, it's disappeared. And I've just gone, what is going on? Like, and so I basically kind of panicked. I went, ah, oh. and I went to their Facebook page of the business and someone on the community section had written things like, join the such and such haters group. Someone had already created a group to say for haters of this tool because there were basically social media managers all around the world who were being, who were over the next yeah. week or so lost their jobs. People were saying things like, tell me why I should keep you employed. And I'm going, it was beyond our control, right? So I spent that whole weekend panicking, like going, okay, I can't panic. I can't panic. What can I do? I discovered that none of my content had gone out. The business was working with Facebook and they assured us the content would be reinstated, but we didn't know when. Mm. And meanwhile, I've got a month worth of content for like a dozen businesses that is not going out. Created sitting there and going, oh God. So I spent the whole weekend going, quick, quick, what's a scheduler? Do, what about this one? Okay, um, that's on the list, right? Is that usable? Oh no, I don't like it because of this thing. And then I started using a different one. And so on the Monday, I, I email my clients every Monday, just a short, like, this is what's happened. So I a slightly longer email that Monday and I went, just got to put my big girl pants on and I've just got to tell them what happened. Like, and so I just said, hopefully you haven't noticed the dramas that have happened in social media land over the weekend. You may have noticed your content wasn't going out and your content has disappeared and we're working on it. This is what's happened. This is what I can, I don't know everything. This is what I can tell you. This, this and this. Not content to wait and, and see what happens with this scheduler. I have gone out and um, started putting everything, reloading all your content into the new scheduler so that it's now going to go out. I'm not going to give you access to that new scheduler just yet because I'm not convinced it's going to be the one I'm going to keep. So I'm just leave it with me. I'm, you know, and so I was so lucky, like instead of us thinking, oh, my clients, some of them might be angry or upset. The only feedback I got to that email was people emailing me going, Kate, thank you so much for looking after us. I know you've got my back. Um, you know, oh, look, hang in there. I hope it gets better for you. Like people empathizing with me and thanking me. And yet 
all in this group, all these other people were going, I'm going to lose my job. Um, someone's telling me I've just lost half of my client load. All of these people for weeks afterwards were, and I can only assume either they didn't have great customers like I did, mm -hmm. or maybe they didn't handle it as well. And there were all these comments also saying, how do I handle it? And I was just saying to them, this is what I did. I just, I just went, I've got to fall on the sword. I can't like fall on the sword, but equally say, kind of say, not, it's not my fault. Like say, I chose a scheduler that was on the approved list. Facebook has pulled their API with no notice. This is the impact of it. This is what they're doing. This is what I'm doing. Um, you know, we're working on it and we're doing the best that we can. And I'm mm. posted. I mean, my jaw is just dropping and I am horrified for you because it's, yeah, you put in, it's just the time and the effort to craft this content, to even schedule it. Like that, that does take time. Yes, it, it saves time kind of in the long run, but to get it all sort of set up and done, just all of that to then have it wiped and in the middle of a competition. Oh my God, that's, yeah. that's I'm hard attack I'm material. Just thinking about it. Past trauma. Oh my gosh. But I mean, that, 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 that's kind of, if that stuff, you, don't, you never plan for it again. 2020 is a perfect example of shit yeah. that you don't plan for. But it, it happens in business. When, when shit hits the fan, then it's more about us, particularly service-based, um, but even product, but particularly service-based, it is about, you know, you're right, you cannot control everything. There's things that are out of your control, so you have to go, what is, is within my control? And it comes back to managing your relationships with your clients. And this is something that I think that's such a re relevant example. I mean, it's a specific example, but it totally relates to what, we all experience, I mean, here in Australia, COVID really hit like April, things started shutting down, locking down, like it really started to hit um, some of the travel businesses maybe a little bit sooner. But, you know, I really felt like, oh my gosh, everyone has lost their heads. People yep. were freaking out and I get it, I, I get it. But that's where, again, as there were so many businesses handling their customer service and customer relationships so wrong yeah like so yep. so wrong because they freaked out yeah and i think yeah it's part of being in business it's part of being a service deliverer uh, you have to maintain those relationships yeah and i think that was huge of you that to was, go that was huge this too. is a hard email this yep. is a hard email but i have to do it this is yep. what it is yeah yep. It's like with COVID and when we all went into lockdown, like you were saying, and I went, oh my God, I'm running ads for a physio in, in Sydney and another bunch of ads for a physio in Melbourne and I'm doing this. And I, I started going, oh my God, what's going to happen to these businesses? And feeling nauseous that, you know, what was going to happen? Were the people going to lose it? And so on the Monday, I just went, I can't, e I can't email my, my clients. I just can't email them today. Mm. I have mm. to pick up the phone and every single one of them say, hey, Tara, it's Kate. How are you doing? And then one mm. guy said to me, I'm okay. And I said, Tony, tell me really, how are you doing? He went, oh, Kate, it's shit. I've just had, I've just, um, just had to lay off six of my physios last week. And, 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 and I said to him, okay, Tony, look, I know that we're towards the end of our second month in a three-month contract for your ads. 
I am, I'm happy to go all out for you in the remainder of the contract. But if you want to just say, Kate, let's just leave it now. If that's your decision, you just tell me and, and I'm not going to hold you to the rest of the contract. Like I'm just, mm. but so he just went, oh, I think, I think we just need to pause it. I'll be the first one back on your books, Kate, but I just, I just need to, and I just like, that's totally fine. And I had yeah. that conversation with every single one of my clients and just went, look, what can I do? How can I support you? What do you need mm. from me? If you just want to, if you just want to dump, that's fine. I have clients who phone up and just go, can I tell you about, you know, <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And that's where the life coaching comes in. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it all links together. But that's amazing. And I think that is key. So anyone listening, I mean, that is so um, important, such a valuable, I mean, and I learned that lesson the bloody hard way. Um, I think as my sisters do, but it's, it's so important. It is the most important thing of managing those relationships yep. and, um, and expectations and actually supporting each other. That's huge. So look, tell me about, um, uh, some, like some tips that you have, some top tips that you have from, for social media marketing for small to medium-sized businesses, particularly in the areas where people just get it so wrong mm. and so wrong. So the easiest thing to do is to have a framework and to know to post against that framework. So the easiest framework that I know um, is authority, affinity and awareness. So creating mm. content that positions you as an authority in your field, creating content that, that uh, creates an affinity or a bond with your audience, creating content that raises awareness of your products and services. Now, some pieces might overlap on those, and that's fine. If you can create content that does all of those or two of those, that's great. But it makes it easy if you go, you know what? I know that I need a minimum of three pieces, three posts a week or posting every second day. There's 14 studies that show on Facebook, that's your minimum viable product. It's not worth doing less than that. If you do more than that, that's great, up to one post a day. Um, and then if you go, okay, well, I'm just going to cycle through one authority post, one affinity post, one awareness post, one authority one. If you're building your audience, go heavy on affinity. You want stuff to create bond with your audience to get people to know, like, and trust you. So, mm. and then if you're not growing your page organically, like without ads, what, how can you do that? So there's a couple of ways. One is don't just post, share that content in relevant groups okay, according to the group guidelines. So, you know, you can post a piece here and post a piece there. And that's going to raise awareness, increase your audience, increase your reach. And then some of those people are going to like your page, grow your, grow your audience. Uh, and then you can also interact with other businesses. So you and I are both part of, part of BX. Mm. And so BX has a model of find out who your referral partners are and, you know, make friends with them, basically. So you can do that online. Um, one that works really well is any tradies. Um, interacting with real estate agents, just finding half a dozen real estate agents on Facebook who are active. And then once a week going to half a dozen of those pages and just commenting on the posts, which are usually, you know, about a house for sale. And you just, as your page say, great listing. I love the pool. Oh, you know, oh, fantastic location. And then if someone starts thinking, okay, um, someone just asked me for a removalist. The first person that's going to come to mind is the removalist who's turned up every week and made them look good on Facebook. Mm, I love that. I mean, that last part especially is just, it's such a great tip on how you can, I mean, that's networking, right? Yeah. That is actual networking, yeah. but it's just, it's the same thing, but it's just moved online. So you're talking about just having those, 
those genuine engagements and it doesn't have to be with everyone like you said yeah pick some yeah. key people um yeah. that could be great referral partners oh that's yeah. awesome that's and, brilliant and authentic, authentic genuine stuff that makes them look good so i have in my rounds of doing this i have come across a real estate agent who had a listing and a mortgage broker had put if you like this property I'm a mortgage broker with so-and-so and I can help you get a loan and his, mm. you can reach me on this number. Now, the funny thing was, it's such a small world that I knew his boss. And so I contacted his boss and said, Neil, I don't really think this is in line with your branding. You know, I just wanted to let you know. And he went, Kate, can you delete that comment? And I said, well, actually, normally I couldn't, but I'm doing some work for that real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can delete the I comment. I can. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it is, it's so, we don't think about it and I see so many people in groups just spamming yeah. they just share their stuff without engaging at all they don't comment on other people's stuff they never bother to reach out and like a, you know even a simple private message saying hey I really resonated with your message that you posted in the group the other day like that's all it needs but yeah people are just so quick to sale 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 which is such um such a short-term vision I think yeah, yeah. so it's, it's really the relationships in real life we would never go I would never go hey Tara nice to meet you I'm Kate I do social media what can I sell you like mm, mm. in real life yeah like here's my price list <laughs> online we have to be friends first yes I like and trust each other I can tell you how I made a blog post go viral if you like yes please so I had a blog post on uh, life hack that was 20 things you must know if you love someone with dyslexia and 24 hours after it went live there was nothing so a couple of months earlier there was a post that a colleague of mine did 20 things you must know if you love someone with ADHD it went viral by itself and so I, I had thought this post would do really well. So two days later, there's nothing. There's no shares. Okay. And I went, damn it. This post is really good. I think it can help <laughs> a lot of people. It's really, really good. So I went, okay, how can I get this to work? And I went onto Facebook and I just put dyslexia in the search. And I looked for pages with, that were helping people with dyslexia. And there were a few that were a bit scientific and I thought, no, it doesn't really fit there. It's a bit more kind of pop culture type stuff. Anyway, I messaged about half a dozen of the page owners, the equivalent of saying, hey, Tara, I love the help that you provide the people, people with dyslexia. It's awesome. Your audience might also like this post. And within another day or two, I had people emailing me saying, oh my God, I read your post and I cried. And then I showed it to my husband of 20 years. We finally understand his crazy brain. I had people tweeting, this is how I wish I could describe it. People with dyslexia tweeting that, like it was just phenomenal. And so it got to something like oh, 20,000 shares on Facebook as well as some on Twitter and stuff. So from nothing. Wow. Yeah, no, I think some people think that they'll, they'll post something and if there are no likes, therefore it means it's no good. And that's not really the case because social media now is just action packed with businesses, with ads. There's so much going on that it doesn't mean that your stuff isn't good. You've really got to push it out there to actually start getting some real feedback from, you know, a decent audience size. Yeah, mm. that's really key. That's really key. Yeah. And so what do you say to people who are who've been posting regularly on Facebook on social media, but their audience isn't growing? 
Yep. So what do you so think is behind this? Uh, what are you doing to be social? Are you sharing your posts strategically in groups? Have you mm. found those groups that where your audience are likely to hang out? Even some of the disengaged big groups like advertise, there's heaps of advertising groups in Australia, right? So even those can help just get you a bit of extra reach and the occasional like an extra audience member. Uh, so, but preferably groups that are really key. And then are you being social? Like being in the groups that you can go and put your two cents worth in. Like if I'm in a group on, um, you know, women in business or something, then I could pop in. If someone's got a question about Facebook, I can pop in and give them an answer. In fact, mm -hmm. I had one the other day in one of the groups, someone said, oh, do you know how I can share a template in Canva? And I just went, oh my God, you can Google this. So I just Googled it and got the link, how I found out how to do it a couple of months ago and put it in. And she came back and she said, oh my God, Kate, I've had people quoting me hundreds of dollars to teach me how to do this. That's so helpful. Oh and, my goodness. You know, so I look like a little rock star for five seconds and everyone thinks, oh, Kate is helpful. You know, mm. you start building in the community this reputation, just like we used to build in real life in, you know, in small towns, right, of being someone who is great to work with and giving and kind and professional. And, and then if you mm. are consistent, that's the main, main thing. It's like going to the gym doing these things, posting regularly, being social on social media, you know, helping people. It's just, it does start to snowball. Yes, that is key. Yes, consistency is key, people. I am the, I am consistently inconsistent is what I say. So that's, <laughs> that's why you outsource this stuff. <laughs> Okay, if people, this has been so helpful, guys. I really would love to um, hear your comments and your feedback because this is Kate's a wealth of knowledge, and this is really strategic, tangible, practical stuff that you can start doing right now. But again, we're busy, and if you find that you don't have time and it's a bit overwhelming, Kate, where can people find you? So people can find me at sanesocialmedia.com, which is S-A-N-E socialmedia.com or at kateskolnick.com, which is kind of a bit of a mouthful. It's Kate with a C, C-A-T-E-S-C-O-L-N-I-K.com. Excellent. We're going to have all of those links in the show notes, guys, so make sure you check that out. As always, please share this out with others who will get some great value from it. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Hey team, thanks for joining me. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and you rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Every little bit helps. I'm so excited to be sharing this journey with you. Love some feedback and we'll see you next time.